0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is my body, which will be given up for you. The gift of our Lord, his sacrifice, began not with the unfolding of the Paschal Mystery on Holy Thursday, but with the very event of his incarnation. His suffering, his humility, his entirely self emptying of himself began at the moment of the Annunciation. It reached a culmination on the cross At either moment, his words at the Last Supper could have been uttered. This is my body, which will be given up for you. Last Sunday, we considered the mystery of the Holy Trinity. The mystery and the the beautiful revelation of who God is. Who God is from all eternity. The unfolding, eternal procession of love. Of perfect love. The love of Father so perfect that the eternal Son is begotten. The love of the eternally begotten Son so perfect that the Holy Spirit is the bond between them. Forever unending, without beginning, without termination. Today the church bids us consider in this external solemnity the mystery, the beautiful revelation of God who insists that we experience his love And as he created us body and soul, our experience of God is tangible and intangible. Yesterday afternoon, one of our couples, Richard and Kathleen Mead, celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And they came here not just because this is their parish now, but also because this was their parish then. It was right here in front of this altar, or actually, well, it was a different altar, and right underneath this roof, well, it was a different roof, and the Holy Spirit wasn't there, and there were blaze fire red pillars holding up the roof, uh, which are now obscured, and the windows weren't there, and Well, the lanterns weren't there, and the crucifix that was there is now in the Dominican Republic, and the tabernacle um, that we have now is uh, lovely. wasn't there 50 years ago. In fact, I think the only thing that was there 50 years ago was Richard and Kathleen. But it's the same church. Somehow, 50 years ago, everything was gray or black or white, but um, now it's colorful. Their wedding vows, obviously expressed verbally, at which point the marriage is ratified, and then physically, at which point the marriage vows are consummated, could as easily, easily be summarized with the same words of our Lord, this is my body, which is given up for you. Those wedding vows articulate perfectly the irrevocable gift of self. Intrinsically, necessarily permanent, permanent is in quotation marks because it's not for eternity, right, but for life. Because when two people exchange wedding vows, or when two people who are intending to marry practice their wedding vows, they enter into the... the real possibility of a baby being born. And if, if, if a baby might be conceived, then these two people had better, have already made a permanent commitment to each other, otherwise they have no business doing anything that might result in a new life being conceived and born into the world that will depend on them. So the natural marriage, the sacramental marriage, both have this reality. That exchange of vows, verbal and physical, mean, I give myself to you. When the two persons are baptized, of course, the gift that they offer each other is not just happiness now, but a pledge to work towards the salvation of this person for their eternal happiness. Similarly, what they offer is not just affection and love in a sacrament. What is communicated is the love of God that sanctifies. When those vows are exchanged, when those vows are renewed, in nine months, they may very well have a little one in their trembling hands. And, and they very likely are saying to themselves, I don't know how this happened. I mean, I know how this happened, but I don't know how this happened. And I don't know what our Lord is thinking and trusting this life to me. And I know I can... I can only survive by God's grace, by his love, his mercy, and his strength, and his wisdom. In a similar way, the young man who approaches the altar of the cathedral to be ordained, he answers many questions, all of which elicit the response, I do, I do, Volo, I do, with the help of God. He could easily just be saying, this is my body which is given up for you. I offer up my whole life in sacrifice. And when he likewise conforms himself to the mystery of his vocation, the power of God works through him to take the bread and the wine and turn them into our Lord's body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he stands there with this life in his quivering fingers And he says, I don't know how this happened. I know how this happened, but I don't know how this happened. And what is my Lord thinking that he entrusts this life to me? And I can only survive by his mercy, his his strength, his love, and his wisdom. Husband and wife change the world, change the universe indelibly. Through their cooperation, God creates out of nothing a human soul that will live forever, whose purpose is to glorify God in heaven with the angels and the saints for all eternity. A priest, when he cooperates with his vocation, through his words and his body, Christ takes on flesh. God, who has always existed of necessity, becomes tangible and visible, just as he did through the Blessed Virgin Mary. To draw us into the mystery of worshiping God the Father forever in heaven. As we've been reminded over the last several weeks, the mystery of the Holy Eucharist is not simply for our consolation, not simply for our spiritual nourishment, but to draw us and make it possible for us to actually be part of the sacrifice of Christ offered up in praise and thanksgiving to God the Father. As much as we so naturally think of God coming down into the world, through the Blessed Virgin, God coming down into the world through the Blessed Sacrament. The purpose of it is to bring us back up to God the Father, not just at the end of our physical lives, but now mystically by being offered up in sacrifice. And then we can say, this is my body, which is given up for you. And we find then in the Blessed Virgin Mary not just a witness, not just the greatest theologian, but the one whose fiat. Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Is that moment which permitted all of this to happen. She, in effect, is saying to God through the archangel Gabriel, this is my body which will be given up for you. And as a result, God, who permits himself to await the word of a maiden, is only thereafter able to say, after the incarnation takes place, Hoc est enim corpus meum, quod provobis tradetu. Mary teaches us these words and their meaning. How to be a servant of God's purpose. How to understand it at one and the same time, God awaits our word. But our word has no efficacy without the power of God. And so with the compositions of St. Thomas Aquinas for this feast declared in 1264, we thank God for struggling priests. We thank God for God working through failing vocations to make his presence known, to make his power all the more evident, to make us always humble to be in his service and to make us rejoice that we can already be part of his heavenly company. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.